You're listening to audio from Kingsway Christian Church. If you'd like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit kingswaychurch.org. Welcome to A Step Further, a weekly podcast of Kingsway Christian Church. My name is Andy Lynch, Connections Pastor here at Kingsway, and I'm joined by two kids associates, Holly Martin and Olivia Ruzik. Is it Ruzik? Yes. Ruzik. It does. I was thinking Rubik's Cube. Oh, Rubik's. I never thought about that, but yes. There yeah. you go. You got a new one to, to share with people. I one of those. Fun Neither fact. can I. Holly, can you? Can you solve the Rubik's Cube? No, no, I can't. All right. That's so all right if, with me. if you can help us, come on in. I would like to know how to do it, but yep. I don't know how. <laughs> Speaking of which, not really. We're talking about comfort today. That has nothing to do with the Rubik's Cube. Comfort must fall. The final installment in our series as we walk through Goliath must fall. What a great series it has been. Great to hear from Pastor Matt and from Brett and from Justin White. And I hope you've been encouraged throughout this series and, and probably not just encouraged, but convicted. <laughs> and the, that's what God likes to do with us so many times. And today it might be one of the hardest. I don't know. For me, for me, it is because comfort is so subtle in its deception. That was one of the quotes in the book. And I, I just love, man, I love comfort. I don't know about you guys, but we were on vacation last month and, and it's so good to sit on the beach and just be comfortable. And, and we're Americans, right? That's what we're taught to do is, is a, at a young age, comfort is so subtle. And yet a lot of us go right towards it, Holly. Exactly. I, I uh, heard a, a pastor of mine speak more than 20 years ago, and he was talking about how we think that the big problem in the United States is that everyone is seeking pleasure, you know, that this is our, our, our issue. And he said, actually, it's that everybody is seeking to deaden pain. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that is, I think, as much true today as it was 20 years ago, that we are so often looking to not feel bad things. And so I think sometimes we look at, you know, people who are doing that in an addictive way and go, oh, that's a big problem. That's why, I mean, that's why we have an opiate, uh, an opiate, uh, opioid (laughs) epidemic. But um, we see that even in our own Christian communities where um, we follow the word of God so that we can avoid pain Mm. so that we can, you know, raise our kids right so that they will follow the path and and not fall into something painful um, as opposed to what God is actually calling us to, which is I'm going to go ahead and raise these kids or do these uh, these things and follow the words so that I can be a part of the great adventure that is going to include some actual adventure, (laughs) which includes difficult things, right? Any good adventure has to include some really hard stuff. The best books that we read have the the craziest stories that are hard and that get us out of our our comfort zone. Olivia, it's all around us, comfort. Oh, absolutely. Comfort is all around us. And I think we're hardwired to desire Eden, to desire comfort, Mm. to desire beautiful things in life. I think it's not bad. I mean, I think there's a reason that that's ingrained in us, Mm. right? Because that's what we were meant for. Um, I think the challenges lie in, you know, what we desire and what we want. That's not always what we're given. I mean, my life right now, I mean, I think a lot of people's lives is an example. A year ago, I was a stay-at-home mom expecting my second baby, had a house, was living that, you know, kind of American dream in Mm. a way. And in the last year of my life, because my son was born with a rare disease that we didn't know has turned into surgeries and hospital stays and therapies and selling my house and just my entire life has changed. And I have 
never been less comfortable in my entire life, <laughs> just to be honest. And I know there's a lot of people with the pandemic and with a lot of things that have happened over 2020 that are not comfortable, that are suffering. And I think one lie that I fall into, um, there's com- there's discomfort that we choose, like when we choose to be generous, when we don't have, maybe don't have the money to give and we trust God in that. Mm-hmm. Um, or when we, you know, choose to go through, you know, I know a lot of families who adopt and choose that process and there's some difficulty in that, or there's like a lot of things that are hard things that we know are worth it, that we feel called to, that we choose. But then there are people who have suffering and discomfort that's just forced upon them and they have no choice and there isn't that control in it. That's been my life. And so my struggle has definitely been feeling like, you know what, I'm going to leave the generosity to the people who have money. I'm going to let the people who don't have sick kids, you know, go ahead and and be bold for the gospel. I'm just going to, I'm uncomfortable right now. Um, I'm struggling. So because of that, I'm just going to be complacent and I'm just going to deal with what we have to deal with in this hard season. But when I look at the Bible, nobody in the Bible was comfortable before they were called out to take risks for the Lord. Mm -hmm. Like I think of so many people like, you know, Moses was was a murderer that was on the run and was a shepherd. And I think of Abigail, um, who was the wife of an abusive alcoholic husband before she took the risk that God uh, called her to take t- to save David and his men. Um, Ruth was a widow, just deep in grief and agony. Um, and she risked everything to follow her mother-in-law and ultimately follow God. And you just see all through scripture, not people who had easy lives and then were called to do something harder, but people who already had hard lives. And the Lord said, I'm still calling you. Like, I'm still with you. You can take that risk. And you see, you see them go through even more pain and hardship, but then you see the rewards that they reap and the intimacy with Christ that they have through those struggles. And it's absolutely beautiful to behold. Um, And honestly, Holly, I don't know what you think, but this life is our only opportunity to serve God and through pain because pretty soon it's going to be gone. Yeah, and I I think sometimes we... Uh, forget that our work here is is to bring the kingdom come. Yes. Uh, and and honestly, sometimes I remember when I was a kid, I would think about heaven, and it seemed kind of boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yep. what are we gonna do? What are we there? gonna do all day? That's what are we doing yeah. <laughs> all day long? And so I was like, you know, this earth thing is is pretty cool. <laughs> uh, I I think I want to stay here. But I think um, if we're honest with ourselves, even as adults, I think sometimes we can think that. And it's because I think sometimes we forget to be about kingdom work. Mm-hmm. Because if we were trying to bring that kingdom come, if we were trying to ease suffering, if we were trying to love people into an eternity with their Father in heaven, um, we would be about this work that then when Jesus comes back, it would be like, yes, it's finally going to work. Like, it's finally going to be complete and beautiful. Um but if we are just trying to be comfortable in this life, then you don't long for the next life. I, I think of it like when, uh, when you're going to have a baby, and you know, you, you, sometimes that pregnancy is super fun, right? And is, and, and is you're, it super fun? Uh, no, it, it can be. Okay, right. <laughs> it can be. I've, I've had four of them. Some of them were super fun. Um, but it's interesting because I've never never met a woman who gets all the way towards the end and isn't like, when is this over, <laughs> right? And it's because actually that discomfort makes it so that you're excited yeah. for this this baby to come. And, and and so some of the discomfort of this world is on purpose so that we will long for the next and we will be about bringing that even now. And that really reminds me of the book um, of Comfort Must Fall, a quote that I read that um, what God is 
doing is trying to help us see that there is a fight to be fought, a race to be run, something of eternal significance to be contended for. He's calling us to greater purpose, but he knows how easy it is to just eat a good meal, relax with a nice drink, and forget about the brevity of life on earth. Forget about that kingdom work that Holly's alluding to. And obviously, like, he made food, he made drink, he made fellowship and friendship, but we can't forget that that's not our main purpose right now. Mm. It's something that he blesses with. He blesses us with that rest and pleasure, but like it has to be about the kingdom. And I love that illusion like scripture uses and Holly used about labor pains. Like any pain that you suffer in this life for Jesus and with Jesus is never in vain. There's something beautiful being birthed out of that for forever. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy when you actually think about that. Well, and I also think you're right to say that it's like, it's, you're not saying that you shouldn't rest and you shouldn't care for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love it in the book. Uh, it, it really smacked me in the face right at the beginning where he <laughs> says, uh, Jesus took time off, uh, but he didn't come to earth to relax. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, you know, that's right. He did. I mean, he took time with the father. He, he had, uh, he had, you know, boundaries as we talk about a lot, but he didn't actually, um, come here for that purpose. Obviously, right. you know, his life was about the work. Faith thrives in discomfort. That was one of the quotes that really stuck out to me in the book. Faith thrives in discomfort. For our family, uh, our faith thrived the most when we had an adoption fall through. We were three weeks away from having our first child. And uh, he was about to be born. He's going to be born in Texas. And the birth mom decided to, to keep her child. As far as we know, he's you know, 11, 12 years old down in Texas and thriving himself. Uh, who knows? Mm. But our family's hearts broke, and yet in that moment, my wife and I would cling to God more than we ever have in our entire lives uh, because he was our stronghold. He was going to get us through it. And several months later, we had our son, Nathan, and, and you know his story has been written all throughout that. But how, how in each of your lives has your faith been thriving in discomfort? Do you want to go, Holly? You go ahead. All right. Um, there's a psalm, like when I'm hearing you describe your your family struggle, that has just meant the world to me in the last year. Um, oh, gosh, it was like when my anxiety was great, um, your consolation brought me joy. Mm. Um, yeah, I think the last year I've struggled so much because my son is in constant pain and constant peril and close to death a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and right. so... Um, really feeling like I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death all the time. And obviously for any mother, you just want it to be you. You would switch and, you know, just whenever someone you love is is facing death, um, you think about eternity in a different way. You think about the hope. Like I don't have the luxury of not thinking about death, of not thinking about eternity, of, of being able to numb myself out Mm. um, right now because it's, it's in my face because my, my husband, you know, his whole job is just to be in the hospital all the time and he's surrounded by it. And, um, but like through this whole thing, God has just brought us joy. Mm. And I think to anybody looking outside of our life, they'd be like, how, how can you be joyful? But it's because he is our joy. And like, we've just found so much laughter, um, in so much just peace in the midst of everything. And it's been crazy, but yeah, I think it's just asking the Lord when you have anxiety, when you have pain when you feel like you can't go on to, to bring you consolation. He doesn't always, there's not always a burning bush, right? There's not always that we wish, we wish, right? That we could all see experience the theophany and God speaking directly to us and knowing exactly what to do. But right. Faith is like 
believing in when you, what you can't see, mm-hmm. evidence of things hoped for. Um, yeah. Your, your story, Olivia, and, and your husband's story, we, if, you, if you didn't get a chance to listen to the podcast, it was several months ago, but just a beautiful story. But as I watch you guys and as I watch the reaction of your friends and your family mm. on Facebook, yeah. I see what the book says about others benefited from, from David's action. Obviously, yeah. the Israelite army, they won. He, they didn't yeah. do anything. They were scared, and, and yeah. they won. Others are benefiting from your story and from your son because they're encouraged, and they see a God that gives joy in the midst of, of very difficult circumstances. Absolutely, and I think it's really cool because my teammate here, Holly, you know, I have been wrestling, and like she has just been a saving grace for me And because what she walked through with her mom. Yeah. You know, so you see— you do see how the Lord just, there's that cycle of hope that happens. Yeah, um, uh, for those of you who don't know uh, my story, my uh, my mom died of ALS four years ago. And uh, she actually was sick for 26 years hmm. with um, what we didn't know. We just knew was um, a neurodegenerative um, disease. Um, <clears throat> in the end, it was, um, it, what I ended up doing was just taking every function um, when she died. She could move only one finger. Um, the rest of her body was useless. Um, and she lost her voice uh, about um, about 15 years into the journey, um, 15 to 20 years in the journey. It was slowly going. And um, there is so much that I learned, that our family learned, um, that our, our kids even learned in that journey. And so many times um, it, it was especially tempting with our kids to want to shield them mm-hmm. from uh, some of the most painful things that were going on. But I just kept hearing the Lord say over and over again that they would learn um, so much in that process. And sure enough, they were they were young um, when it started. And um, what we saw was kiddos who learned to be compassionate at an age they should not have been. <laughs> you know, they they um, they learned to lean into suffering and to sit quietly with someone who was weeping, um, and that would be myself or or even my mom. Um, they. Um, they were. They learned so much in that time, and then I learned so much. And I mean, uh, even though I had been with the Lord for decades at that point, there is some truth that can only be found in in that deep suffering. And then, if you decide, I'm not just going to try to numb this pain and, and, and be comfortable through this, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go ahead and lean in and say, God, what do you want me to do? Then you get this beautiful opportunity to love others who are going through suffering, and that is present everywhere. It's like. It's almost like the Matrix, and like you took the blue pill or whatever, right? Or is it the red pill? I can't remember. But but the point is, your eyes are now opened to the suffering around you in a way that's different. You can actually see, and you're not afraid um, to to step into people's pain. Um, I remember a few years before my mom died, a good friend of mine, her husband was dying of cancer, and um, she was having him come down here to Indianapolis. And I was the only friend close enough to visit them in the hospital. I remember being so scared. Like, what do I say? Mm-hmm. He's going to die. It's right. the, it was absolutely a sure thing. Well, you know, how do I sit with them? What do I say? I had never experienced that before. Um, and it was such um, a privilege for me to, to be able to walk next to them and, and just listen and, and hold hands and cry. And, um, and now I like I, I run to that experience. Is, is there somebody suffering mm. that I can help bring the kingdom to? That I can bring a kingdom perspective to? Wow. Um, that I never would have had we not gone through that s- situation. Um, I, I've heard. I was talking to a friend of mine, and we I was talking about how there was so much beauty 
in such a brutal situation. And uh, she said it was brutal. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's something we've heard before. And it. it's true um, that that God is in that business. Um, in that season for me, I remember reading um, the scripture that says that, that he was acquainted with deepest grief. And it was talking about Jesus on the cross and how much grief he went through. And I was going through grief I had never felt before. And to be that, to feel that sweet communion with God and go, okay, you get it. You get this discomfort. Um, that is something that had I not been in that experience, I, I couldn't know. Right. There's no other way to do it. Right. And that's been my experience too. I mean, I, I actually have a scar on my leg. Um, when at the end of my pregnancy, I um, broke out in this horrible rash that doctors couldn't figure out what it was and nobody knew why. And throughout my whole pregnancy, even though I didn't have any proof and ultrasound said things were fine, um, I just knew something was wrong with, severely wrong. You just had that, I had that sense. Um, so I, I say that's the scar that began all the scars because my son was born immediately out of, and his whole body is covered in scars. Um, and recently I've had two or three, honestly, three or four friends who have had horrible turns in their pregnancy who are waiting to see, they don't know, like, you know, I had a friend who her son, they found out that there was a brain melt, something wrong with his brain in utero. And she didn't know what kind of, like what was going to happen when he was born, if he was going to live, what his quality of life was going to be. And I could say to her, just like with fullest assurance, like there's going to be pain, but there's going to be so much joy Mm -hmm. because you, I think when you, you find when you hear about illness, you can only see the illness, not the person. Um, and not the people that God's going to bring into your life and the things that he's going to do through it. Um, and I just, I love what Holly said about just being able to sit in the unknown because we just want to bring a quick fix. We want to bring a solution. We want to be able to say something that gives someone hope. But sometimes the best thing you can say is nothing at all. Yeah. And just Holly always says to me, like, there have been occasional times that I've just Get gotten upset at the hospital because I've gotten a call. Archer's back in the hospital, or mm. he's had a seizure, or he could have another stroke. All kinds of different calls I've gotten, and I go in and I'm like, I feel overwhelmed, and I feel this, and she'll just be like, "You're allowed." Yeah. That's her. That's her go-to phrase if you know Holly. <laughs> you're allowed, and so I just love that. It's sometimes it's just telling to people, "You're allowed to feel mm. how you feel," wow. and Jesus is feeling it with you. Yeah. He does not stand stoic at your pain. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing your stories today. They're powerful. And I hope they've encouraged you as you listen to our podcast. Uh, I love what you said in the beginning, Olivia, that some people choose discomfort and some haven't. And it's Mm -hmm. just been thrust upon them. And so if you're listening and you have not chosen that discomfort, but you are living in discomfort, we would like to walk alongside you. We would like to pray with you. We would like to listen. We'd like to mourn uh, whatever that discomfort is. We just come alongside and, and help in whatever way. Please reach out to us. You can email me at alinch at kingswaychurch.org, and I'll put you in touch with the right people. If you're not in that situation, discomfort's probably coming. It's probably right around the corner. But if it's not, lean into it. Uh, you can choose something that's not comfortable for the kingdom of God. And I pray that God is leading you to that decision, whatever that looks like. And if you'd like to have that conversation as well, to continue this a step further, reach out to us here at Kingsway. Thanks for joining us today.